0: because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Denise Eckert, and I'm from the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here and giving you different techniques to lower the stress in your daily life, because stress is not good. Today I have Sheila Hawkins, who is a personal productivity alchemist and she helps women business owners gain the time and freedom they crave using their unique system based on who they are, how they're wired, and how they work. Welcome, Sheila. <laughs> Thanks, Denise. Thank you. That's
1: It's a pleasure to be here, actually, and I've been looking forward to having this conversation with
0: you. And it's unique that you're helping people work with how they're wired and what they're What their groove is rather than being a square peg in a round hole sort of thing.
1: Yes, I think that is that thing, having to fit into a box or having to fit into someone else's idea or society's idea of who we are, who we should be. Just that's the thing that's wrong with a lot, (laughs) in my opinion. And I think that and I've seen the difference, too. And I stumbled upon my approach years ago after stepping on a die-cast car. (laughs) In my bare feet, I was a single mom and I was trying to get my son to clean up his room and it would never happen and that was the final straw and i thought okay so how can i make this okay for him like obviously something is going on with him so how can i make it easy for him and i thought about it and i did one simple thing i changed the labels on the toy bins from words he could read the words but i added pictures and it made all the difference i wasn't stepping on diecast cars anymore <laughs> which is always nice <laughs> and so I thought, okay, so I could do this with my clients. Like if I took what I thought would work for him and say personalized it, why can't I work this way with my clients? And that opened up a whole new door and dimension to what I do and how I do it. And it works so much better than trying to have people fit into what's already been designed instead of just being themselves And using that, what I call their productivity persona, to be able to get things done. And it just, I've seen it work time and time again. And it's, I love seeing that. And it really creates that synergy for people that they want to have in their days. And it makes the biggest
0: difference. Now, can you give a couple examples or even one example of how this works? Oh,
1: yeah. Here's one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite examples. So as far as the productivity personas go, there are four. And one of my favorite clients who is now a friend is the wild child. And part of her, she's always just go, 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 go. And so part of her persona, part one of the challenges is chasing the BSOs, the bright, shiny objects. And so we came up with one way, one simple way for her to be able to capture, because for her, it was the ideas that would come up or she would remember that, okay, I have to, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And she would just do a brain dump onto her uh, her to-do list. But chasing the bright, shiny objects was her biggest issue. So one simple thing that worked for her was just for her to stop for 30 seconds and record whatever it was she'd forgotten, whatever the idea was, whatever that might be, onto a notepad that she kept on her desk or enough to carry with her if she was working in a coffee shop somewhere. And that one thing made the biggest difference for her because she could stop, make that note about what she'd forgotten, the great idea, and then she could go right back to what she was doing. And of course, she had to develop the habit to do that. But once she did, She's still using it to this day. And that was, oh my gosh, probably 13 years ago, maybe somewhere in there, but it still works for her. And that whole system designed around it can, you can take it and plug yourself back into it years later. A lot of times our lives change. We have a child or our children are, they're gone finally, right? And so that means we're taking on different things, or maybe we're letting go of some things, but you can always plug yourself back into that system and still figure out what's going to work for you. I've I've seen it grow, and I've expanded on that and the entire system around it, but it's working for people. It worked years ago, and it's still working today.
0: Now, you mentioned four different personas. Can you cover those? Oh, sure. So there is the, there's the wild child. I'll start with the
1: wild child. Wild child is, I would like, I like to say she's, she's really fiery. And most times I find that wild child, no matter who she is, no matter what she's doing, she is the creative type. And that is, can bring on a lot of problems because creative types tend to not say structure so much. And this is wild child. So working with that, chasing the BSOs, that's one of the biggest challenges. And being in a space where it's really easy to create a to-do list, really easy to create one, but what happens is that it's not done because she's chasing the BSOs and it's it's easy to come out with it, and it's also easy for her to just dump everything from here onto a to- do list or a calendar. But I find that one of the things about wild child is that they don't necessarily always have too much of a problem when it comes to the r and r the relaxing, like making that time for themselves. And sometimes a little bit too much. And they're always, they always seem to be the social butterfly. And that's one of the drawbacks too, to being able to be productive, but they've got those relationships down pat. So if a wild child were to use that to her advantage, like the friend who I mentioned, she's a business owner. So she needs that. That's a great personality trait to have. And so she's able to use that with the conscious notion that, okay, I can get really carried away with this. This is my focus for this conversation. And this is where I want to stay so that I can do X, build this relationship or have this quick conversation. And she uses those pretty well. Then there is the sergeant. The sergeant, the sergeant is just that. And that's one reason why I named her (laughs) the sergeant, because there is a strict code that the sergeant follows. There, there are ducks in a row. There are things to do. And, they've, and she's really good with that. She's really good with creating the plan and carrying out the steps. Really good with delegating, but not so good when it comes to just letting those people do their thing. Okay, do your thing. Here's, I'm giving you these five things to do. This is your part of this, or this is what I need you to do and just letting people do them sergeant tends to micromanage and sergeant is the one who doesn't really doesn't really take on a whole lot of personal time she's the everything else will be in her calendar except for herself so that i think is the biggest the biggest challenge for the sergeant because if we're not if we're not giving to ourselves if we're not giving ourselves that time and that space then we definitely can't give to our business. We can't give to other people, our families, our loved ones. We can't do that. And that is what I see time and time again with Sargent. Then we have Easy Breezy. Easy Breezy is real laid back, easy going. They tend to be into a lot of tech. They handle tech very well. And you find, I find them, Always they're so laid back, they're waiting till that last minute to knock out what's on their to-do list. They can get it done, but they always seem to be working in that haste. And I've had a personal case study, like up front and close, personal case study, because I raised an easy breezy. <laughs> and so I got a chance to see, oh, okay, you do that. But I was able to plug him in to some of my case studies and some research to to ask those questions or just to observe, hey, what kind of apps are you into right now? And what are you using these apps for? And again, that the tech head being into a lot of tech was really reiterated with him and others. That's their, that's their strong point. Although they don't, they wait until that last minute. So they're always putting off the decisions and always putting off the things to do. And then the fourth persona is the deep thinker. Deep Thinker is a lot like Sargent in that she's able to easily create the list of what there is to do. She can design a project with her eyes closed or in her sleep, just like Sargent can. And Deep Thinker is by the book, very productive, very focused, and very visual, too. Very visual, like Wild Child. Wild Child is very visual. And so when it comes to Deep Thinker, being able to see those things in front of you, being able to see your calendar, to see that project outline, those types of things work really well for Deep Thinker. And a Deep Thinker's drawback is the, can be procrastination and perfectionism. Not that other people don't say have those things going on for them too, but those are the two biggest things for Deep Thinker. Always wanting everything to be perfect instead of maybe looking at excellence trying that on instead of the perfection because nothing's ever really going to be perfect and i know that persona very well because i am the deep thinker
0: now are these is this a system that you've come up with i've done a lot of different systems i've actually never heard of those type of categories before which are really cool.
1: Yeah, these are this is something that I created. I started looking at after having stepped on the diecast car, I started looking at ways to to personalize things for people and started doing a lot of that, designing physical system, office spaces where Back then, that was the thing. Paper was the thing. So you had the files and whatnot more so than you do nowadays. We have things on our computers and other electronic devices. But back then, that's what I was doing. And I started to look at who people were on a deeper level and started looking at personality types and what this one does versus that one and did some research. And then literally one day I sat down. And I had, I like to put paper up on the wall and grab my Sharpies. And so that's what I did. And I started outlining them. And I got that big picture, seeing how one interacts with another, who would be good as far as working on teams together and that kind of thing. And by the, I just kept adding to it over the course of a couple of weeks, kept adding to it. And when I was done, I had this grid with those four, personas on them and then I got my little focus group together and of course friends and family were used as guinea pigs as well (laughs) but started pulling all those pieces together and refining them and started using them in my work with clients and up until the point that I started I got past maybe what two was it 2015 2016 I started really putting them out there for everybody to see and to start to learn from. And I took that and built other frameworks around it too so that I was able to still be able to really look at serving everybody, making sure that things aren't just say covered from the deep thinker perspective, but in order to be able to help everybody because that's a big problem. It in in trying to find what you need for that perfect fit to be able to get things done, that's the challenge. So I use that as part, like when I go to build any framework, I use that system and it it rings true. So far, all these years,
0: it's worked. It makes sense. It depends on your personality. Just For instance, you wouldn't want a wild child doing data entry for an accounting department, which might last one hour if that So what is the importance for someone to find out what they identify with? Yeah, I
1: think for anyone, just knowing who you are in your relationship with time, that's what your productivity persona is, it reveals to you how you, inter- how you interact with time, how you approach it, and your strengths, as well as your challenges. Some people see challenges as weaknesses, and I don't call them that because I think that our challenges are meant to help us get better. They're meant to help us evolve. And so if you have this picture of who you are, you look at those strengths and you recognize them because sometimes what I find happens is that after people learn who they are and they learn their like what their strengths are, they actually start to see them because they've been so focused on beating themselves up because things aren't getting done, they're confused and whatever else you can add to that list. So then they're able to see, oh, Okay, I've got some great points here. And then they can take those challenges and learn how to use them to actually be able to support them and knowing what they know about themselves. Like you just said, like Wild Child, no, you don't want that person in, say, a data entry department or as a personal assistant, unless maybe they might be running errands. But however, Wild Child could still take those things about herself and refine them. So that she can get to the point of being able to work as a data entry clerk or the personal assistant who's handling all the things because she does have those capabilities. But I think it's important because one of the things that we're never really taught is to identify who we are, who we be. Society is so busy telling us who you should be, who you can't be, how you can be, right, regardless to what's going on inside of you and how you're wired but that that focus needs to be front and center because after you do that whether it's business wise or in any other from any other perspective once you do that really who you are you can draw your boundaries you know what type of work you want to pursue and you feel comfortable being you and i find that clients tend to not beat themselves up so much after the fact Because they do know who they are. Oh, yeah, that's one of my challenges. So in order to deal with that challenge, I'm using this particular tool or this particular strategy, or I'm handing over these particular things to other people to do because that is not in my lane. And it just it brings about a sense of self and I think a a sense of peace, too. And we're able to just move through our days knowing that's not going to work for me or no, that didn't work for me. I shouldn't have done that. Now maybe I need to go do what the original plan was, hand it over or to use something else to shore me up so that I can do that. But I think that's why it's important when we take the focus off of everything that's out there and what we're being told, how we're being told we should do things, then We start focusing on ourselves. That makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. It makes all the difference.
0: It really does. Because I remember when I went out into the workforce, nothing like this was available. Because Mm -hmm. here's the job you make yourself fit in. And I had the worst job. I worked for this big bank. I was in the mortgage department. And I did have a promotion. But it was still the most boring thing that I ever did in my life. And actually, I ended up going into depression. So Um, my last employee review, I think I had 90 days off that year. And I made myself sick in the morning mentally mm -hmm. to make that phone call. And then I was fine. Mm -hmm. I've never hated a job so much. And you think of it, you're spending 40 hours a week at this thing. You just cringe just to think about Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And I just love what you're doing because you're helping people be happy with what they're doing. And also flourish at what they're doing. Does it mean mm-hmm. if it's not something that works for you, doesn't matter how much you force it, it's not going to be for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what
1: we—that's what we become—we mm-hmm. become accustomed to doing. When, like you just said, here's the job, you make yourself fit into it, and that's not how it should be at all. But that's what we became accustomed to doing. And like years ago, like I started young. I started as a teenager working. And that was always the thing. Here's the job, fit yourself in. And it was never about taking care of you. The focus is always on what we can get done. The focus is always on producing, no matter what line of work you're in. If you are working in a restaurant as the chef or the waitress or whomever, it's about how fast you can do things, how much of that you can get done and at your own expense, at your own expense. And I think that one of the biggest things is that in addition to that, in addition to it being at our own expense, we don't, there's no focus placed on you and what you need. So when we look at our calendars, for instance, we see, okay, these are work days. Saturday might be a day for running errands. Sunday, maybe it's yard work. And then you get just a little smidge of time before dinner, after dinner to kind of chill out, relax a little bit. And then Monday, you're off and running again. And there's no space for you. Like you are the most important thing. This is it. It's you. But you aren't anywhere in your days. You're the last thing. And I, that's a big part, especially as women. We wear how many different hats? And we wear them for just the longest amount of time, even after like my son, I've raised one kid and he's grown, but you're still a mom in a different sense, but you're still a mom. You still have a household to run, whether they're there or not, you still have a life. And even at that point, I find women still have trouble giving to themselves, even after all that work is done, because that's the biggest job of all, right? Running your household, raising your children, being able to make sure that they you, you put good adults out into society. But we still, at that point, it's still not about us. And I think that is what needs to change. That is what needs to shift in a really big way.
0: So Sheila, if someone was interested in finding out what identity they are, how could they find out? All you
1: have to do is take a short um, 60-second quiz, which is the productivity persona quiz. There is a series of 10 questions that you answer, easy peasy. And at the end, you get your results. And then you'll get to know who you are. You'll be able to see how you relate to time. And you'll have some aha moments. But you'll also know your strengths as well as your challenges. So you know what to work on. To, in order to be able to get a little bit more productive. And then to help you with that, you can opt into a free video series. It'll share more about who you
0: are in your relationship with time. That sounds awesome. So we're going to be wrapping this up. What are your words of wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience today? Wow. There's a lot that I could say, but I will say this one
1: thing because I think that this is the most important thing and that is to to be to be in the habit of creating space for yourself. And when you go to look at your calendar, put yourself in there first. Forget about everything else. Put yourself in there first and time off does not include holidays and weekends. So if you're going to put some time off in your calendar, holidays don't count. Create some space for yourself.
0: Wonderful information. Anywhere you will see this or listen to this, I will have her links there. So go take the quiz, find out which identity you are. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and contact Sheila. Thank you so much, Sheila. It was an awesome time talking, some great information. Because I know for myself, years ago, I was the square peg in the round hole, and it just didn't work for me. Thank you so much for your interview, and thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.